Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 465 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's your boy KB coming at you from Underground Studios with a little solo dolo episode. I know it's a little delayed. Sunday, myself and DJ were in Philly, in Chester to be exact, uh, you know, taking in the sights and sounds of the Premier Lacrosse League Championship game. Shout out to the Water Dogs getting it done. Mikey Sowers, the Philly boy, the MVP. So that's where we were on Sunday into Monday. And I needed a, a day to recover on Monday, which we'll talk about everything on OTB later on this week, which head coach of the Water Dogs, world champion Water Dogs, Andy Copeland, joining the program this week. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about in the world of Philly sports as well. Uh, especially, you know, I wanted to wait Monday night Eagles game early in the season. Why not wait to talk about it? The birds, the fills, the union, you know how we're doing it on this show. We're talking about all three of them today. And, uh, before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash underground sports PHI, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out the website underground sports Philadelphia.com and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feed Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the show. It helps more people come underground with us. And it gets the people going. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Talk about the Eagles, the Phillies, the Union, the Sixers, the Flyers, the Wings, Survivor. You know what we do on this show. Subscribe to the podcast feed. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. You get full video episodes of every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast in full video form. That means underground sports. That means outside the box, top bins, getting the whole streamer season, Eagles enemies, the Dan Russo show, all of them things in full video form on the YouTube. Plus, we're on that hashtag road to 1K gauntlet challenge, which Matt and I are still conjuring up our leg of the gauntlet challenge will probably be the last ones to announce since we are the original show. But if you guys have ideas, leave them in the comment section below on YouTube of what Matt and I should do for the one K gauntlet challenge. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main auto LLC, Ducharms pro foot security, 21 security systems, Paul J Gillespie incorporated 
and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, the best small badge eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com and use code USP for 25% off your order of sunglasses, blue light plus glasses, and everything in between. Watches, hoodies, shirts. They got it. If you think that they might have it, they got it. And these blue light plus glasses are a lifesaver. So go to TomahawkShades.com, code USP for 25% off your order from the boys over at Tomahawk Shades. Kenwood Beer, the official beer of the underground. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. And the pals over at Bino, it's a new week. That means a new World Cup board is dropping later on this week. So go to BinoBoard.com. That's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com and get your hands on the next big tabletop game for your man cave, your she shed, your tailgates. If you're going to Union Games down the stretch, you need to bring a Bino board to the tailgate with you. Celebrate getting that supporter shield, which we'll talk about later on. But think paper football meets foosball, and you've got Bino. So go to BinoBoard.com and use code BINOUSP, B-I-N-H-O-U-S-P, for 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. Uh, let's get into the, the, the grit, though. The boys, the birds, they do the damn thing on Monday Night Football on ABC. Not even just on ESPN, on ABC. They get the job done against the Minnesota Vikings. 24-7. Jalen Hurts is him. Put some respect on my big dog's name. Give him the respect he deserves. Jalen Hurts goes out and does the damn thing. 26 for 31. 333 passing yards. One touchdown. One fluke interception along with 57 rushing yards on 11 carries and two touchdowns on the ground. Jalen Hurts is indeed him. He also set an NFL record for being the first player in NFL history to accomplish this feat that I am uh, going to read off to you here. Jalen Hurts, first player in NFL history to have 300-plus passing yards and 80-plus completion percentage number and rush for multiple touchdowns. He is him. I'm so happy Jalen Hurts is the Eagles quarterback. Like, all the doubters, all the haters can fuck all the way off. I'm so stoked about him being here. He just wants his team to win. Devontae Smith gets involved in this game a ton. Dallas Goddard gets involved in this game a ton. A.J. Brown gets involved in this game a ton. Quez Watkins makes a magnificent deep ball catch. Zach Paschal was involved in the passing game. The Eagles had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different pass catchers in this game. Mix it up in the run game. Miles Sanders, 17 carries. Jalen Hurts, 11 carries. Boston Scott had four. Kenny Gainwell had two. And the offense, for the most part, looked 
incredible once again. They were ticking on all cylinders. There was the one fluke interception. But overall, like the offense has looked fantastic to start 2022. Jalen Hurts has that dog in him. And my God, like the boy is just on fire to start the year. He's in the MVP conversation already. Like, yes, it's two weeks into the season, but I saw a tweet during the game that his MVP odds line moved that like Monday from 14 to 1 to 8 to 1, only behind Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and maybe Lamar Jackson, but definitely just Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts is putting the world on notice to let you all know that you doubted him that you you counted him out and that you shouldn't have. He is the ultimate player to ever over like overcome adversity in a football sense. Like people counted him out in high school. People counted him out at Alabama. Then he transferred to Oklahoma. Then coming out of Oklahoma into the NFL, people doubted that he could make an NFL uh impact as a starter. Then the Eagles draft him in the second round. People doubt that he can be a starter for this team. Last year, dealing with adversity the whole year, he can't throw. He's inaccurate. 26 for 31 is pretty fucking accurate to me, everybody. I love Jalen Hurts. He's he's so confident. He's so poised. No egos. He's... He's gonna put he's gonna do something real freaking special this year. And it's exciting. He's spreading the ball around on offense, getting everybody involved tonight, putting all those bullshit takes to rest. About how it's AJ Brown or bust in terms of the passing game. Look at that. Devontae Smith had the most catches on the team tonight. Or Monday night, whatever you want to call it. I'm just stoked that Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. And there's another player on this team that many a people doubted. Many people doubted, saying he lost a step, saying that he's too old, he doesn't have it anymore. Darius Slay showed y'all why why he is still top three in the league as a, a lockdown shutdown corner. He could have had five interceptions tonight against Kirk Coupons and really blown the world to smithereens with that. But my God, my boy went absolutely off. Darius Slay tonight in this game against (laughs) the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson talking all the shit. Saying, you know, Justin Jefferson was getting bent out of shape about mock drafts three years after he got drafted. Big bro. Big bro. Even though you're little bro. Yeah, he's actually little bro because I'm older than Justin Jefferson. So I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Little bro. You're getting bent out of shape over mock drafts three years into your career. And then you're going to be like, I'm so much happier being in Minnesota. I'm so much happier that I'm here instead of there. Doing ridiculous body contortions before the game. 
bro, maybe you should have been worried about who you were going up against and lining up against the entire game instead of worrying about mock drafts. Justin Jefferson turning into a cornball was something I did not have on my bingo card. But my God, has he turned into a cornball. That dude is a cornball. I'm not going to go as far to say he has loser energy yet. But he's he, he was tipping the meter. The loser energy meter was a tipping. Uh, and Darius Slay put my man on notice. Kirk Cousins when targeting Justin Jefferson with Darius Slay as the nearest defender on Monday Night Football. This is via Next Gen Stats. Shout out. One for five, seven yards, two interceptions. They don't call him Big Slay, Big Play Slay for nothing. He's got that dog in him. He's a weapon on this defense. James Bradbury on the other side of him makes him that much better. Avante Maddox taking another step forward. Him getting an interception in this game makes Darius Slay better. C.J. Gardner-Johnson being back there with Marcus Epps. Those two make Darius Slate better. This Eagles team having legitimate linebackers and players who can rush the passer and disrupt along the defensive line make Darius Slate better. And Darius Slay is still an all-world caliber football player. And you saw that on Monday Night Football. Darius Slay is... Next level, he's unbelievable, and uh, very happy he's on the good guy's side. Big play Slay, he's a he's an all-time White Whale podcast guest for this show, and, uh, you know, he's earning a strike. And I think, <clears throat> not to, to cut off Darius Slay from getting the flowers he deserves, Jalen Hurts is earning himself. If you guys watch on the YouTube, you'll see our layout. Jalen Hurts is earning that eagle spot that we have had empty for quite some time on this show. We have Mike Scott because obviously he's our guy. Bryce Harper signed during the era of our show. and Gritty got his start with the Flyers in year one of us starting this podcast. And Jalen Hurts is earning a spot, I would say down below on the on the layout with the boys so last night was the who's who as well in Philadelphia at the Eagles game Bryce Harper and Kayla Harper in attendance sitting with Mike Trout's brother who everyone thought was Mike Trout because you're uncultured um James Harden who got an interception ball from Darius Slay and then got it autographed after the game Bradley Cooper in attendance Quinta Brunson the queen in attendance, shout out Abbott Elementary, Quest Love in attendance. It was a big time who's who game for Monday Night Football in Philadelphia, and it was one of those games when you saw all those people there, you saw the crowd, you saw how hyped up Jalen Hurts and company were pregame. It felt like one of those big next level spectacles that you want. It was. It was. You must, You had to be there. I'm glad. This was, for me, it was fantastic. This Eagles game was the first Eagles game I have been home for since 2020. <laughs> like, I have not sat on my couch and watched an Eagles game since 2020. 
Now, it was because I had a fantastic opportunity last season to, uh, you know, expand upon my craft. But this year, I'm very stoked that I get to enjoy Eagles football from home with my parents. It's a it's a tradition like no other, and it was just very like calming and relaxing. It, it was a nice, it was a nice mood to be at home for an Eagles game for the first time in <laughs> almost two years. Um, especially after you know a long lacrosse season for myself being on the road and traveling all summer. It was nice to be able to sit back and just kick the feet up and enjoy the birds. But it was a who's who Monday night, and um, the Eagles' scary hours were there. It was it was just an electric atmosphere. If you were down at the game and you were part of that crowd, shouts to you. Booing Jalen Rager was electric. People saying that booing Jalen Rager was unnecessary. Get the fuck out of here. He was a first-round pick for this team who did absolutely nothing, and now he's on the opponent, and he's talking shit during the week. Of course we're going to fucking boo him. Like, who are you to say that we're not going to boo Jalen Rager? Get out of here. The people who just don't understand, like, what it's like to have a passionate fan base in, like, Philadelphia has is insane to me. Because they just don't get it. They don't get it, and it makes me laugh every single time. And uh, I'm very happy about the outcome of this game because I can't stand the Vikings. They stink. Kirk Coupon stinks. He finished this game at a discount price. 27 for 46, 221 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, 20 yards on the ground. Kirk Cousins was their leading rusher. Dalvin Cook got shut the fuck down. Their leading receiver was Adam Thielen. Four receptions for 52 yards. Oh, yeah, Justin Jefferson, six catches for 48 yards, no touchdowns. Shout out to the likes of FanDuel, all these analysts saying Justin Jefferson's going to go off and get his, you know, fucking 200 yards, two touchdowns. He's going to blow up the Eagles. He's going to destroy them. He's going to go out there and make a mockery of the Eagles secondary. He's going to get his. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Adam Thielen, I don't even remember him catching passes. He's been so, uh, he was so non-existent in that game. That's crazy. Also, Darius Slay got more targets <laughs> than Justin Jefferson. <laughs> also, Kyle Brandt, I need to call you out, Kyle Brandt. From one Kyle to another. You know, you were on the side of the Eagles during the Super Bowl run and the following year after calling Doug Peterson the Wolf of Broad Street. I I got a question for Kyle Brandt. One, how do you switch up that quickly on a, on a team and a franchise and a city that embraced you for who you were and getting behind our squad? How do you switch up that quickly to going and tweeting out before the game if the Vikings win, you're not going to want to miss Justin Jefferson's post-game press conference and then go radio silent after he gets shut the fuck down. 
Kyle Brandt went radio silent after he put that tweet out and realized Justin Jefferson got locked down and got the clamps. Got the clamps from Darius Slay. I need answers, Kyle Brandt. I love you. And not only are you just a Kyle to a Kyle, you're a KB to a KB. And that means something to me. From one KB to another, I love you, Kyle Brandt. I really, I genuinely love you. But I need answers. And the radio silence didn't sit well with me after Justin, Justin Jefferson got the clamps from Darius Slay. Need answers. Need answers from KB, Kyle Brandt. Go birds, baby. I'm so stoked. I love winning. Winning games is the best. And uh, you can go in and pick all the winners this season at playpickup.com, where you can play the hottest headlines in sports, including NFL props all season long, week to week, day by day, and season long. You got baseball playoffs on the horizon. You got NBA and NHL preseason. You got NASCAR. You got this, that, and the third. That they're called college football that they're covering. And you can go to playpickup.com, start playing these headlines for free. All you got to do is sign up with your phone number. You rack up points on your fan profiles when you get props correct. And then you go cash them in for prizes on the pickup marketplace. So go to playpickup.com and start playing the hottest headlines in sports. A team that did not do any winning this weekend, though, the Philadelphia Phillies, breaking my heart. Bryson Stott also at the game last night for the Birds. Phillies have lost four straight games after getting swept by the Braves and losing that final game against the Marlins on Thursday. Um, everyone, again, likes to claim that the sky is falling. I still think everything's going to be all right. They just got to buckle down and hunker down in these final games of the season. They're 80 and 66. Much better home record than they have on the road. They're 36 and 35 on the road this year. But guess what? The Phillies' next six games are all at home. Two against the Blue Jays, four against the Braves. There's a lot of revenge on the line there. And then even after those six games it's three on the road against the Cubs four on the road against the Nationals and then wrapping up against Hector Neris who closed out the division for the Astros on uh, Monday night four and three on the road against the Astros the Phillies will make the playoffs don't don't get that twisted like the Phillies are going to make the playoffs and it's going to be okay does it suck that they have lost some of these games down the stretch here when you would have liked to have seen them win that Marlins game? Would you like to have seen them win at least one against the Braves? Of course. Of course. But you look at the wild card right now. The Phillies are a half game back of the Padres. Two and a half up on the Brewers, including the tiebreaker, so really three and a half. And you look at who the Padres play next to go toe-to-toe with the Philly schedule. The Padres are playing three against St. Louis, three on the road against Colorado, three against the Dodgers, three against the White Sox, 
and three against San Francisco. So the Padres have a much more difficult schedule in my book down the stretch here than the Phillies do. I still think the Phillies will end up with that second wild card. They'll probably be playing the Braves for that wild card round. Or it'll be the Mets. Or it'll be the Mets. The Mets clinched a playoff spot for the first time since 2016. But that's because they're the Cicadas. That's what they do. But that series that the Braves and Mets have later on in the season, you know, next weekend, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend when we play the Nationals, it's going to determine the division, which will be electric. But the Phillies, let's, look, let's take a look at our favorite stat, everybody. The NL East run differential brought to you by Pickup. Go to playpickup.com, play that season-long uh, NL East run differential prop. The Atlanta Braves at plus 171 in the run differential column. The New York Mets at plus 151. The Phillies are at a plus 68. The Miami Marlins at a minus 99. And no longer leading the pack by one run. The Washington stolen franchise Nationals at minus 213. The Pittsburgh Pirates have the worst at minus 214. Somehow, someway, still do not have a worse record than the Nationals. They are four games back of the worst record in the National League. And I want to say two games in front. Yeah, two games in front. Or a game and a half in front of uh, Oakland in terms of being in the basement. But props not looking good for me. <laughs> it's not looking good for the Pirates to have the worst record in baseball, which is unfortunate for my bet. Um, it's crazy. The White Sox have a zero run differential, just even, even Steven. Um, Phillies are going to have to do some damage against the Blue Jays out there. A playoff team. They're fighting for that division still in the AL uh, East. You got to be able to, uh, take care of the people that come into your, your home arena and the Phils just, they got to buckle down. They can't, they can't get complacent. And it's felt like they've kind of just like fallen off a bit. They need Reese Hoskins back in the lineup desperately. They need Nick Castellanos back in the lineup desperately. You know, it sucks not having him out there every day with his power potential. And uh, they just need to score runs. Like, that's that's been a, a big issue. Noah Syndergaard is going to the bullpen for the Phils now that Zach Wheeler is on the precipice of returning, which Wheeler coming back is great. Syndergaard going to the bullpen is an interesting move that I was not expecting when the Phillies brought him in. Um, but I guess that means the rotation is Nola Wheeler, uh, Ranger Suarez, Kyle Gibson, Bailey Falter? That would be my guess. I guess Bailey Falter staying in the rotation. Because um, I think Eflin is just going to be in the bullpen the rest of the season to kind of just monitor his injury woes that he's had. But I'm assuming Bailey Falter is staying in the rotation. I'm going to see if NBC Sports put that out. With the alert that Syndergaard was going to the bullpen. Um, 
Yeah, let's see. Bailey Falter will remain in the rotation while Syndergaard moves to a multi-inning relief roll the next two turns through. Syndergaard is expected to <coughs> excuse me, start one of the games in a doubleheader in Washington on October 1st. In the meantime, he will piggyback with Zach Wheeler, who will return to the rotation Wednesday night after missing five starts with right elbow forearm inflammation. Phillies will closely monitor Wheeler's pitch count over his next two starts, and Syndergaard will pick him up out of the bullpen after he departs. Rob Thompson said Falter earned the right to stay in the rotation after filling in since the end of July, first for Zach Eflin and then for Wheeler. The Phillies had won all six of Bailey Falter's starts over that span, and the lefty started Sunday in Atlanta, which they lost that game. Um, and Rob Thompson said it's not that Syndergaard hasn't pitched well, but Bailey has done his job and earned it. The way it sets up, we need to build up wheels. We need to build wheels up so Syndergaard will piggyback with him the next couple before starting the doubleheader. Thompson said Syndergaard took the news tremendous. He's a pro. So here's the Phillies rotation for the coming homestand: Tuesday night versus Toronto, Kyle Gibson versus Ross Stripling. Wednesday, big time pitching duel: Zach Wheeler versus Kevin Gosman. Thursday night in Atlanta is Ranger Suarez versus to be announced. Aaron Nola versus to be announced on Friday night. He needs to lock in. Um, September Nola, that whole narrative needs to be squashed, brother. So Aaron Nola needs to fucking step up big time down the stretch here. Uh, Saturday afternoon versus Atlanta will be Bailey Falter versus to be announced. And then Sunday afternoon, Kyle Gibson on the mound for the uh, fight in Phil's. So the Phils just need to lock in and, and get focused and, you know, figure some things out. Um, because if they don't, some things are going to get contentious and some things are going to get very scary in the world of the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, so that's just something to monitor as we push down the stretch here is just the Phillies pitching and what they decide to do um, with everything. So going to need the fills to step up in a big way so that we can all breathe that sigh of relief and realize that the Phillies are going to the playoffs for the first time since 2011. I'm also looking at my future uh, Aaron Nola prop that I said early in the season. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Need Aaron Nola to step up big fucking time. Uh, he needs 10 more strikeouts the rest of the way. And he's going to pitch against Atlanta on Friday. So that means one, two, three, four, five. Maybe sets him up for Thursday or Friday against the Cubs and the Nationals. We might have it, boys. If Aaron Nola steps up, we might have it. Uh, I have Aaron Nola's strikeout number at two ni- over 219.5 for the season. Um, so we'll see how that all turns out, but the Phils just need to, need to pick it up, need to step it up. That's all I need for you boys. Let's get the job done and make it to the playoffs. The Philadelphia union, they are obviously on their way to the playoffs. Um, but they did come to a rare draw, a scoreless draw against Atlanta over the weekend. Um, they now have 64 points in the MLS standings, tied with LAFC once again. And 
it's going to come down to these final two games. Final two games here. Uh, I've never been more locked in for a Union final stretch here. Union gets Charlotte on Saturday, October 1st, and Toronto on, what is that, Sunday, October 9th? Yeah, Sunday, October 9th. Uh, they get Toronto, which I'm trying to go to that game. Trying to go to that game. LAFC, on the other hand, they are on the road against Portland on Sunday, this coming Sunday, October. Or, I'm sorry, they don't play again until October 2nd. The Union do have a friendly in between these off days. So, LAFC off their feet until September, from September 18th to October 2nd. That's kind of wild. Um, full week off there for LAFC, but the Union will uh, have their friendly. And then LAFC hosts Nashville on decision day at 5 p.m. So they'll be playing later, um, a later start time there, which I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, then the Union do. The Union kick off at 2.30 p.m., um, I'm going to pull up the MLS schedule for that final week just to see what the, uh, kickoff times are October 9th. Okay. So there's just two slates, two thirty and five, depending on, you know, time zones, I guess that's kind of lame though. That sucks. I get it, but it sucks. Um, and then the playoffs start the week of October 15th, it looks like. So, which the Union more than likely will not be playing in because they'll clinch that bye week. But very rare draw for the Union this coming this past weekend against Atlanta. Um, so that was a bummer. But you do get the one point. But you're tied now with LAFC going down the stretch for the Supporter Shield with 64 points. Maximum of 70 left remaining here for both teams. Which I wonder what the highest scoring, highest MLS points, most MLS points in a season. Hopefully this does it by team. So, oh, okay. So the New England Revolution, 73 points, set a new record uh, back in 2021. Wow. So last year they broke the record set by Los Angeles FC in 2019. That's LAFC. Um, wow. So the revolution did it last season was 73. So nobody will set the record just shy. Would the union have tied it? 63. They would have come close. They would have come close. Um, but yeah, the union just got to buckle down. Now you get that friendly in there to stay on your feet a little bit, come out of that clean stake stay healthy and uh big final two week stretch here for the supporter shield which i still think the union are gonna win it was very cool too to be back uh at subaru park and see the uh supporter shield banner out there and i was like you know 2022 is gonna be added on there real soon i just i think the union are the best team in mls right now they're they just play so well in all three phases of the game you know, the middle of the field, defensively, offensively, like they're just playing super, super well. And um, 
I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the postseason for sure. I think they have the best coach in all of MLS with Jim Curtin. They have the best goalie in the league. They have two MVP candidates with Gazdag and Andre Blake. This team is a force, and they're going to be a lot of fun in the playoffs. And I'm excited to uh, see them get to work and, and do their thing uh, against you know whoever comes their way. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with, and I'm stoked for the Philadelphia Union to uh, get to work and do the job, get it done this year. I think this is the year for the Union to uh, shock the world. So, vamos los Union, dupe it up, brothers, and uh, let's take care of this friendly this coming weekend. The Birds get the Washington Commanders in Washington this weekend as well. So we'll be uh, we'll be locked in for all the coverage. And like I said at the top of the show, shout out to Michael Sowers, Eli Gobrecht, Chris Sabia, Dylan Ward, Andy Copeland, Zach Courier, Kieran McCardle, Jake Withers, Ben Randall, Liam Burns, Rylan Reese. Jake Higgins, Ryan Brown, Ethan Walker, Jack Hanna, and the entire Water Dogs Lacrosse Club. Connor Kelly, 2-0 in championship games now in Philadelphia. Uh, shout out to the entire Water Dogs roster. Steve DiNapoli, the captain, uh, for getting the job done. Shout out to Chaos as well. Those boys put in a hell of a fight, worked their way all the way from a disappointing 2-8 and eight regular season to a championship appearance back-to-back-to-back years. They will be back with a vengeance. Don't get that twisted. Uh, but the Water Dogs earned it. Very stoked for them. And uh, you'll hear all about it on the Outside the Box podcast later on this week. But shout-out to the PLL. Just a, a phenomenal league and a phenomenal a uh, group of people that we get to work with somehow, some way, every single year and year-round pretty much now. So very thankful for all of the opportunities that they have afforded myself and our company. Um, wouldn't want to be affiliated with any other league. They are the creme de la creme when it comes to the media and, and just, you know, the access that we're able to get and the things we're able to do, it's just unbelievable. And for the champion to be crowned now twice in four years in Philadelphia, I think it's going to become a standard per se that Philly is going to be a championship hub for the PLL. So Philly lacrosse is not going anywhere, and that's very exciting for a plethora of reasons. And uh, the MVP, a Philly boy. Michael Sowers getting it fucking done, baby. Shout out to the boy um, and shout out to the dogs. That's all I got for you guys. Make sure you are following us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It really does go a long way. 
and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. You get full video episodes of every single podcast on our network. And we're on that road to 1K gauntlet challenge. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Really means a lot. Helps us grow. Helps us continue to do the big things we want to do for you guys. And uh, big thank you to our sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21, Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, Tomahawk Shades Pickup, Kenwood Beer and Bino Board. All of their info is linked in the show notes on audio and in the description on YouTube. But this has been episode number 465 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your boy KB. We'll be back Wednesday night, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI with myself and Matt, and probably on Twitter and Facebook as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But until then, I'm getting the heck out of here, and I am signing off. Peace.